Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapraset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. <clears throat> I have a really big burden to see that the parents or the dad and mom are very strong, mature Christians because when they are strong, they're mature, they will impact their children in a positive way. And the next generation will be better than their generation. And we have the best example of being a daddy. And that is our God in heaven. I'm so glad that as a believer, we don't call just God, my God. We call our God, our heavenly father. Our relationship with God is like son and children. We love him. He cares for us. And he cares for us so much that he doesn't want us to be baby forever. He wants us to be blessed, strong. Fruitful and the blessing to the nations. He wants us to have the blessing down to the thousand generations. But the way he helps us to grow is to number one, give us the word in the Bible to learn. Number two, he gives us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cleanses us, empowers us, and helps us to grow, to become. Like him, to become like Jesus Christ. Not only that, he gave us the church with the spiritual father. In the airplane, I watch, and Pastor Da, actually Pastor Da watched first. Maybe I share a little bit. A very sad movie. I did not even pay attention to that movie until Pastor Da said, you need to watch this one. So, Pastor Da, you don't mind share this. And the movie is a brand new movie called... The Eyes of Tammy Faye. When I look at the name of the movie, I did not even pay attention that much. But when I watched that, God really spoke to me. It's a sad movie of a minister and his wife who loved God but did not fear God. And they were very famous TV evangelists in America. They make millions of dollars in the ministry. And they have big mansion. Eventually, unfortunately, they divorced and the husband went to jail because of many, many illegal things happened. When I watch that, I feel so bad for the name of God because, wow, American people look down on Christianity and the church because they see this thing happen to the very famous TV evangelist. Right away, in my heart, God spoke to me. No matter who you are, you need a good example. And you need to be in a good family. And you need to have good father. Either natural father or spiritual father. Who can correct you. Who can teach you and train you. The problem with this couple. Actually, when I first came to America... I was standing in front of the, the x-ray box at Harborview Hospital. 
And I heard all the doctors and nurses talk bad about the Church of Jesus Christ in America. And I was so ashamed with this discussion because they talk about this couple who went to jail. The, the husband went to jail due to the corruption in the ministry. And the Lord spoke to me. All the Christians need to commit to a good local church and have a good spiritual father to correct their behavior. This couple are great evangelists, but they don't have anyone who can correct them, who can talk to them. Stop doing this. Stop cheating. Stop corrupting. No one can correct them. We need Heavenly Father to correct us. And we need earthly spiritual father who can speak to our life so that we can grow up and we will not make mistakes and get into big trouble like this couple. And God gives us the principle in the Bible so that when we follow the biblical principle, we will do well, we will be blessed, and we will be the blessing. I would like to read from the book 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. The Bible says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purified us from all sin. This scripture talks about fellowship. Fellowship in the vertical level. The cross has vertical part and also horizontal part. We need to fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we also need to fellowship with horizontal level, our brothers and sisters. In the family, we should have fellowship. In the church, we should have fellowship. We have relationship, share life, spend time, and getting to know each other, encouraging one another, carrying each other burden, and really get into deep fellowship with one another. First John chapter 1, verse 3 says, We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. The Bible talks about fellowship, vertical fellowship and horizontal fellowship. I believe with all my heart that God gives all this principle to us so that we can be strong and mature Christians. And as we are strong and mature, we can help younger generation. We can help our children and grandchildren. I want to see that all the brand sisters in this church are so mature and strong, righteous, godly, holy, so that our life will pass down to the next generation good things, the blessing, the favor, the inheritance, the heritage of heaven into the next generation. And one of the keys that we can grow up spiritually, if we follow this key, is to make sure we fellowship with God and we fellowship with our brothers and sisters. This is why Jesus commands us in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 is a command of God. Let us not give up meeting together. 
We come to church on Sunday to meet. We go to the small group meeting. We call care group to meet. We go to the camp to meet. Actually, in this mission trip to Europe, I felt that I was carrying the cross, big cross. I don't want to tell you the story, but very difficult for me. Physically, everything, emotionally, very difficult. But I was willing to fly there because I know people in Europe need fellowship. They come together in a camp. They fellowship. They laugh together. They cry together. They worship together. And I fellowship with them. And they fellowship with me. It's so wonderful to meet people in person and fellowship. Therefore, I plan to go to Europe maybe twice a year just to meet them on a regular basis. We're willing to do that. God realized that as a human being, we cannot be by ourselves. God said to Adam, a man should not be alone. He need a helper. That context we can interpret as husband and wife. I cannot do this alone. I need Pasada. The success of this ministry is not about me, but because my wife helped me and you guys helped me. We are together. We are not alone. We need one another. That's why when Jesus sent the disciple out to preach the gospel and to lay hand on the sick, to cast out demons, Jesus sent them two by two. They did not go alone. They helped each other. Why we need to fellowship with God and we need to fellowship with one another? Because we are living in the world that we have to face our enemies. And the enemies will try everything to get us out of heaven and to cause us to backslide, to sin against God, and to do bad things and cause God's name to be tarnished. We need to fight against those enemies. And we cannot fight alone. We need one another. We need to fellowship with God and fellowship with one another to keep each, all of us in accountability. We have three enemies that try to pull us away from God. The first enemy is inside us, our own sinful nature. Our own sinful nature. Have Pastor Lau been tempted to follow my sinful nature? Yes. But one of the reasons I can stand and say no to temptation because I have you with me that I am accountable to you and you look at my life and oh, I cannot do this. I cannot stumble a lot of people. So I should say no to my flesh. Temptation and the sinful nature will try to pull us away from God. The second one, the second enemy is the world system. Nowadays, the world system even stronger than before. My own interpretation, I may be wrong. My own interpretation about 666 is not about somebody put the letter on or the number on your hand. The 666 is everywhere now because people have their phone all the time in front of their eyes. They're in front of the computer all day long. And the 666 is a system of the world, the system of Satan that get into your forehead, your Eyes is in your hand. They say 666 on the hand and 666 on the forehead. They are bombarding you with the system of the devil, system of the world. 
to get you out of the way of God all day long. That's why you have to be careful what you are watching on the internet. What when you're using the smartphone, make sure you don't watch stupid things there from the devil, because you are being brainwashed by the devil, the system of the world, and impact you. When the Bible said you cannot buy and sell, to my interpretation is it will impact your daily life because you buy and sell every day. You go eat, you go and pay your bill. It impacts your life. The world system is so strong and getting stronger and stronger and getting worse. Actually, in this generation, I'm very concerned about teenagers now and young kids because they are being bombarded by the world system so strong now. It's harder. That's why I'm so determined to build a very good, strong church to fight against the world system and against Satan. We need to fight against them, but using the spiritual way, not by using weapons. Amen? Fellowship help us. And fellowship should happen to every age. Parents, young adults, teenagers, we have fellowship so that they can have friends who love God, help them, influence them in the godly way. I learned from the young adult group in our church that young people want to listen to their friend more than their parents. Therefore, if our teenagers and our young adults don't have godly friends in the church, they will be pulled away by friends at school. This is why lately... Pastor Da and I worked so hard to build up young adults in this church and try to promote the youth group because we don't want to lose them into the world system. They need fellowship. We need fellowship to keep us together in the things of God. The devil is so cunning. He knows that if he comes to you right now and say, Hey, guy, leave Jesus. Forget about Jesus. Forget about heaven. Forget about salvation. You will say, no way, Jose. I'm not going to leave Jesus. I'm a Christian. Jesus died for me. The way the devil tried to destroy us is so tricky and cunning. This is what he will do to you. I remember when I first came to America, I was on call 29 days a month. I was off only one Sunday a month at Harborview Hospital and University Hospital. And the care group start at 7.30 at somebody's house. I have to go to the hospital from 6 a.m. And I got my work done around 7 p.m. Sometimes I have to do emergency surgery when people get into car accident. And by 7 o'clock, I need to go to care group, to fellowship. And the devil talked to me. You work long hours already, 13 hours. You can go home and sleep. And sit on the couch watching TV. Why you go to care group? And I say to the devil, no, I am going to the fellowship. I need fellowship. <laughs> the devil will talk to you on Sunday. Hey, this Sunday is a good time to play golf. You can go to church next Sunday. It's okay. Miss one Sunday, not a big deal. Miss one care group is not a big deal. And you miss, you, you go to play golf on one Sunday. Next Sunday, the devil will say again, you have another 50 Sundays 
Okay, you're fine. You can miss another Sunday. Go and have fun to play golf. You you think? Oh, 50 more Sundays. I can miss another Sunday. And what happened? He tried to cause you to be malnourished. When you don't eat enough food for a while, when you don't get Holy Spirit touch you for a while, when you miss the fellowship for a while, your spiritual life will get weaker and weaker and weaker unknowingly. You don't even notice that you become negative, more negative, become weaker and weaker. He keep doing this to you, that you will not go to church, you will not listen to good teaching, you will not get lay hand on to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you become weaker and weaker until it comes to the point that you're so weak spiritually and you don't even know. Because it happened gradually. And when the time comes, the right time comes for him, the devil will use one finger, and you're gone. You will leave Christianity, and you lose your salvation, and you go into the world, you start to get into pornography, drugs, alcohol, into smoking, into cheating, lying. You start to get into trouble because you don't commit yourself to go to church and to go to the fellowship and have the positive influences from stronger believers to help you to grow up. I never forget, I accepted Jesus Christ one Saturday night in Bangkok, Thailand, and God spoke to me. Son, you need to commit to me 100% because he said to me, if you seek my kingdom first, I will meet all of your needs. He said to me also that don't lose your life for the things of the world. He also said to me, I like to reward those who diligently seek me. I woke up next morning, Pastor Dan, I will newly wedded. I woke up next morning, I woke her up on Sunday morning and say, Da, let's go to church. Pastor Da say, What? <laughs> Pastor Da was a Catholic. She loved to go to church on Sunday. And she was shocked when a Buddhist man like me got converted into Christianity. And the first Sunday I say, Let's go to church. She, she, when she say, What? It means she's so happy. Not that she is again. She was so happy. She loved to go to church. So we went to church. And since that Sunday on, we rarely miss church. Unless I got into emergency surgery or out of town or something, I'll make a decision. I will be in the fellowship. I will fellowship with God and I will fellowship with brother and sister. When I get to church, I will get to know people, ask them their name and talk to people. I want to connect. I cannot be a loner Christian. I need to connect to people. I need them. And I need God. And they need me. We charge each other. We cannot be a loner Christian. The Bible clearly say, God bless the faithful. God bless those who seek him with all their heart. He will reward them. God will meet all the needs of those who Seek the kingdom of God first. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 to 4, the Bible says, Let love, you show love by meeting God and meeting brother and sister. How you can show love to people if you sit at home on Sunday watching TV. No, you need to drive there, meet people, greet people. Let love and faithfulness, which means they can count on you. You're such a faithful man. 
You're such a faithful woman. Every Sunday, every Friday night, every care group, you are there. They can count on you. You're so faithful. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Buy them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And this is a promise of God. If you are walking in love, you're walking in faithfulness, then you will win favor. You will win favor from God. God can give you favor. And a good name in the sight of God and man. God give you favor. I always ask God for favor for weather. When I travel on the mission trip, this time we went to Switzerland and we want to do the video recording of the teaching out in the lake or in the mountain. But the broadcast say that there will be heavy rain every single day in that area. I say, in Jesus' name, rain has to go. <laughs> and it's amazing. Tell you the truth. God give me favor. Really favor. Both two days, we went out on the road. We drive the van and the car. And everywhere we went to record the teaching, the cloud moved away and opened up. We drove to another city. The cloud moved away to another city. So everywhere we went, the sky opened up and we could record the video. When we landed yesterday from London, the sister in London said, it's not fair, Pastor Lau. When you were there for two days to record video for teaching, sunshine, beautiful. But when you got on the airplane, the heavy rain came to London. <laughs> favor of God. I want the favor of God on me. And how I can get the favor of God? I need to walk in love and walk in faithfulness. Amen? Amen. How many people want the favor from God? In your work, in your finances, in your traveling, in your profession. I want the favor of God. So the key is this. Wrap around your neck with love and faithfulness. Amen? Amen. Let's look at another scripture. Mark chapter 8, verses 35 to 36. For whoever decides to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? My brothers and sisters, you make sure you take care of your spiritual life very well. When your spiritual life is strong, what happens? You will be wealthy. You will be strong. Blessed, you will be healthy, and your kids will be blessed, and the blessing will go down to the thousand generation. In the book of Third John, verse two, say, "You shall prosper in all things, as your soul prosper. Your spirit need to prosper first. How can your spirit prosper if you miss church all the time? If you don't listen to good teaching, you, you don't get in fellowship, meet with one another, encourage one another, stir one another up, build each other up, pray for one another. You need that so that your spirit will be prosperous, strong, and healthy. And when your spirit is strong and healthy, what happened? The rest will come. But you care too much about money, about comfort, and you don't want to go to church, you don't want to go to care group, your spiritual life will go downhill, and eventually you may lose your soul. 
you may not make it to heaven. That's why the Christian life is like carrying the cross. You need to keep running the race. You're going to go to the finish line. You cannot get out from that race. You keep going, no matter how hard. You have to walk, you have to go, because you want to have your soul safe at the end. You need to go to heaven. Amen? The devil will do everything to get you out of the race, and you go to hell. You need to keep going with the Lord. It's so important to be walking in love, in faithfulness, and you need to take care of your soul more than anything else. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 8. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Oh, this scripture is not for New Hope, though. Lazy bones is for somebody else. You lazy bones, learn from their ways and become wise. How many people want to be wise? I want to be wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. I love this scripture. It's not just about food or money. I know some of you work so hard right now so that you can retire at 60, 65, 67 years old, whatever. You work hard, you save money in the bank so that when you retire at 67 years old, you have enough money to spend. That is the way of the ant. During summertime, what is the summertime? While you're still healthy, you're still strong, you still go to work, you are still productive in life. You work hard. You keep gathering the food during the summer. What is the winter time? The winter time is a time when you cannot go out to work anymore because it's snowing, it's too cold. Or when you get older or you cannot do much like when you are young. Spiritually, when we talk about summer and we talk about winter, spiritually, when we're still young, brand new believer, we still have energy to go to church. We need to keep going to receive the teaching. Fellowship. People pray for you, help you to grow stronger. You keep accumulating the spiritual thing into your life when you are still 20 years old, 25 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old. Because one day, all of us are going to turn 70, 80, 90. At that time, when you turn 70, 80, 90, and you're strong in your spirit, because you prepare yourself for all these years, you're not lazy, you are not unfaithful, to go to church or to go to care group. You keep storing up the spiritual food, building faith, building character. When you turn 90 years old and one day you wake up, you have knee pain because you're getting older, arthritis start to come to your knee. But because your faith is so strong, you look at your knee and say, in Jesus' name, you have to go. Boom, gone. Yesterday, I have some shoulder pain because I lifted heavy luggages. And when I got to the airport, while waiting for the car to pick me up, I say, in Jesus' name, you have to go. This shoulder pain and discomfort, gone. Now, I'm fine. Why? I'm not a special man. I'm not a better than you or more handsome than you know. I'm not that handsome. <laughs> By the grace of God, Pastor Dar picked me. <laughs> but because all this 
40 years, I keep building my faith. I never miss church. I keep reading the Bible. I keep listening to the good teaching, going to care group. Even to today, I still go to care group. I never miss care group. I love to go to care group to be built up. Because in the care group, I can learn something from people. I can grow up more. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. This is a lifestyle of the book of Acts Christians. When I start New Hope International Church, an American pastor called me in and said, Dr. Varun, I think you should cancel this idea about building the church in America. You are just a neurosurgeon. And what kind of church are you going to build? He asked me. I say, I want to build the book of Acts Church. I don't want to follow any denomination. I cannot follow this book. I look at what the book of Acts say. Acts 2.42. And they, the disciple, continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Share life together. Spend time together. And in the breaking of bread and in prayers. The book of Acts Christian, they love to hang out together. They went from home to home, they ate together, they worship God together, they really fellowship together because they know that's how they can keep their faith to the end and how they can grow spiritually. When we come to fellowship, we have a chance to encourage one another. We have a chance to build each other up by giving great testimony. The Bible says we can overcome the enemy. By giving words of testimony. When you heard somebody give testimony, you so encourage, you like charge up again. Yes, God is so good. God is real. It's so wonderful. When you heard the testimony of people, is that right? I love to listen to testimony. When we get together, we can share with one another what God has taught me from that lesson, from that sermon. We can encourage one another what we learn from God. We can carry each other burden. When somebody gets into trouble, we can pray for that person, help that person financially, or go to that person's house to help clean up or something. We can share each other burden. We can help each other. And we can really build each other up so that we all going to be strong together. We are not going to be weak so that we can walk with God to the end. We can hear the word of God. We can be in the presence of God together. The Bible says when two or three gather together, I will be in the midst of them. Actually, in this trip, uh, our worship leader could not go with me. He got sick. He had to cancel the airplane ticket. Wow, I really start to concern that I don't have a worship leader to go with me to Switzerland and to England. So... The local people have to come up to lead worship, even though they were not worship leader. And it's amazing. Even though they were not worship leaders, but they began to sing. The presence of God came down so strong because they really want to worship God. They really want to see God. You see, God shows up. God say, I enthrone the presence of his people. When we come together and start to worship, the presence of God shows up. And when the presence of God shows up, he brings healing. He brings wisdom. He brings favor and power and love and faith. It's so wonderful to be together, to joy together, spend time together and worship the Lord together. Amen? Fellowship is so important. 
the Bible say that we should not fellowship with three things. We should fellowship with believers who love God so that we can stir each other up and encourage each other up. We are getting closer to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we don't really help each other, the Bible say clearly in the New Testament, in the end time, many Christians will fall away. So clear. Many Christians will fall away because the deception is coming into the world. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. Rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And they do not want you to have fellowship with demons. We fellowship with brother and sister, but we should not fellowship with demons. Therefore, please be careful what kind of teaching you listen in the internet. Please be careful what kind of close friend you have. Don't associate with people who call themselves Christians, but they listen to false teaching or demonic doctrines. I understand the word bewitched more now in the book of Galatians chapter 5. The Bibles talk about bewitched, which means this. When you associate with people who have demons and who have wrong doctrine, demonic doctrine, demon in that person will jump on you and start to take over you. That's why it's so important to be in the right church, to be with the right group of people, to fellowship with the real born-again Christians, not Christians who open up to demonic teaching. Very careful. I've seen people change. Some Christian so loving to me, so nice to me. And one day, this group of Christians listened to false teaching. Within a few months, when they look at my face, they look like they hate me now. Because demons that jump onto them don't like my teaching anymore. Because I teach the truth. And they don't like it. Bewitched. We don't want to fellowship with demons. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 11 have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them. We should not fellowship with people who living a lifestyle of sin. Gambling, drinking. Yes, you can talk to them. Yes, you can influence them to Christ but you should not let them influence you out of the kingdom of God. Be careful your close friend should be committed, mature Christians, not unbelievers who are committing sin. You have to be very careful. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 to 16. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Belial means demon or the devil. What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. We should fellowship with Christians who love God. Yes, we have friends out there who don't know God. But we should not allow them to influence us. We should be stronger than them and help them to come to know God. Amen? The Bible says clearly, don't fellowship with demons, with people who walk in sin, and with unbelievers. Because you're going to be pulled away from the kingdom of God. You have friends out there, but they're not 
your close friend. You can influence them. My brothers and sisters, this principle is so important for us to grow up, to become a strong Christian. The reason I'm so careful about the biblical principle, because I have a background of being a surgeon. I need to explain to you. As a surgeon, every single step of surgery is life and death. I have to follow the step carefully. This is the textbook. He gives us the principle of what to do. And if we follow this, we will have life. If we don't follow this, we can die. I give you example, step of neurosurgery. Don't tell your patient to shave hair before the surgery at night. The night before, you have to shave the hair that same time. So the patient has to come in with hair on. After the patient got to anesthesia, then I'll start to shave the hair. You know the reason why? This little principle. Because if you shave the hair before, the night before, and if you cut on your scalp, the bacteria can go in that night, build up in that cut. So when you open the scalp, the bacteria in the head go into the brain. I'll give you another principle. This is why I, I want to show you little, little thing can be life and death. Another principle. There is a nerve in the back here called trigeminal nerve. And the vessel can hit that nerve and cause facial pain called trigeminal neuralgia. So in order to stop that pain, you have to open the skull to get in and remove the vessel out of the nerve like this. Put some cushion on it and it works. The pain is gone. In order to get to that nerve, the first step, you have to find a vessel and burn it before you get to the nerve. This little step, if you miss it, the patient will die on the table. This is why I'm so detailed. This is my textbook, not a medical textbook. It's a spiritual textbook for my life and your life. This is why when I teach the Bible in the church, I don't play around. I don't play game. I just go with the textbook. I want you to live and not die. I want you to be blessed and not cursed. I want you to live a long life and not die too soon. I want you to have a happy family and your kids are blessed and your kids are strong and better than you. All this detail determine your future because I have that neurosurgery background. I'm really serious about teaching you the principle. Amen? Amen. When we fellowship together, we can really walk in the light together. I have to thank New Hope International Church. The reason I don't want to cheat money in this church or do any illegal thing or commit any sexual immorality, the reason because, number one, I love God and I fear God. Number two, because I have hundreds of eyes looking at me. Therefore, I don't want to do it. I want to make sure I set good example to the kids in the church. I feel so bad to see young people in America left the church because they see the corruption of the pastors, the adultery of the pastor. They got very stumbled and walked away. That's why we don't want to build just organization here. Have somebody good preach on the pulpit and disappear and just take money from the church. No, I want to build a community. We love each other. We know each other. 
You can see my home. You can come to my home. I can go to your home. No secret. No darkness. We walk in the light together. Amen. Amen. And we can serve God together. We can build each other up. We can encourage one another. Carry each other's burden. We can pray for one another. We can cry together. We can rejoice together. We can serve one another. It's a community. Fellowship is to build a community. And that is the New Hope International Church wants to do. According to the Bible. I believe that no one is perfect in this house. But when your kids, when you fellowship with another couple, the parents, and your kids watch that godly parents, godly couples, they will be inspired to do the same thing like their uncle and auntie in the church. Because they know, they see that you fellowship with one another, and they see the good example of each other. We need that. We need a fellowship. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So please, we are living in a busy world. Busy community. Running errands, going to work, cooking, cleaning. We need to set aside the time. Put priority. Sunday morning, that is for God. We set aside time. Friday night, Thursday night, we're going to set aside time. We're going to go and meet each other. We set aside the time for the camp, 11 to 14 August. I take off. I'm going to go to camp. We set aside time. Amen? Amen? Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for reminding us one of the very important principles in the Bible. That is to fellowship with you and fellowship with brothers and sisters, Lord. Lord, help us to Obey what you say in the Bible in detail so that our life will be so full of blessing, favor, and grace from you, Lord. Father, help the adult in this church to be a good example to the children in the church, Lord. They're going to see, the children are going to grow up and see the genuine fellowship among the adults and they will see good example from us, Lord. And the next generation will follow you. They will not walk away from Jesus. They will not walk away from the kingdom of God, Lord. And the next generation will do better than us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us the importance and the benefits of Christian fellowship. Thank you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If any one of you don't know Jesus yet, I would like to encourage you to come to know the Lord. Ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and follow him. If you want to do that, why don't you pray with me? Heaven is real and hell is real. There are people who went to heaven and came back and there are people who went to hell and came back. And they witnessed that heaven and hell are real. I want all of you to go to heaven with me. Give yourself the chance to become a child of God. Repent of your sin. 
and ask God forgive you, and believe that Jesus Christ paid the price for your sin at the cross. Ask Jesus to come in right now. Pray with me, Father in heaven. I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I repent of my sin, Lord. I give my life to you, Lord Jesus. You are the Son of God. You are my Lord and my Savior. You were raised from the dead on the third day. Jesus, come into my life right now to be my God and my Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. I will obey your word. Help us, Lord, to love you and to walk in the fear of God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Congratulations! If you invite Jesus Christ into your heart this morning, thank you, Jesus. Pastor Dad, you would like to encourage the daddy in this room a little bit before we close the service. Um, good morning, church. I would like to encourage all the fathers. One thing that I share with one sister yesterday that I I am very proud of Pastor Lau that we were talking about Thai women and we were talking about some people had to work in the massage parlor and because they had no choice they had to help their family I told the sister that I am very proud of Pastor Lau that Pastor Lau all the day of his life he never went to massage parlor at all I also talked to the sister that I know the our leader in the church he told me that Pida I never went to the massage parlor either, because you know those those ladies are already suffer. Why we put more suffering in them, you know? And I also noticed that our um, leadership team um, men are living godly life ever since they are young. Some of them I know them since 11 years old. Some of them, I know them, they are born in this church. I have the picture all together. I saw the picture that the Lord really prepared the leadership team. The Lord really prepared all the men that around Pastor Lau and help to be able to build the church, to be able to be a good example. It's pretty strong leadership team. Being strong is not only that, you speak loud. Being strong, it is not that you show power. Being strong is that you are faithful. Being strong is that you live holy life. Being strong is that you live being an example to your children and to your church. So I just want to say that I am very proud of the leadership team. Men in our church, they really walk according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. And I just want to encourage 
all the fathers. I am also proud of all the fathers in our church too. I just want to encourage you. Whenever you face temptation, whenever you are about to follow your flesh, please think one more time, because it will impact your children. Amen. It will impact the church. Yes. Yes. And if you can, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you resist it, that you go according to the Spirit of the Lord, the leading of the Holy Spirit, live a holy life, Amen. live a pure life, for the sake of your children, for the sake of your family, and for the sake of the kingdom of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. I agree with Pastor Da. Want to encourage all the men in this room. Really, make the right choice. Live a holy life. Seek the kingdom of God first. Please the Lord. And many years from now, you will see that God will pay you back. The blessing that God gonna give to you and your children and grandchildren will be more than you can imagine. And. You cannot even buy with money. Just be a godly man. Live a life that fear God, love God, faithful, obey God. That's my decision. I want to be that kind of man all the days of my life. I want to pass the good legacy to the next generation. I don't want to stumble anybody. I don't want the younger generation to walk away from Jesus. I want to bring God into this world. By being faithful to Him, Amen. All the men say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand up and sing a song together. Hallelujah. What giveth grace is Jesus, my Redeemer. There is no more for heaven now to give. Here is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus. and divine I can sing all as mine yet not I but through Christ in me every breath I long to follow Jesus for he has said that he will bring me home and day by day Shall we be yet not out but to 
you put your hand upon your people in this house and those who are in the live stream right now Lord you strengthen them revive them empower them Lord touch them heal them deliver them shine your face upon them give them super abundant grace and give them shalom Lord and their life will shine your light into this world Lord Father we pray that our children will love you, will serve you, seek your kingdom of God first. And Lord, the system of the world, the devil and the sinful nature cannot overcome them and us, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.